In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Today's collect is a really good one for us here at St. Michael this year. If you missed it, it has a great line in it about holy scriptures, saying God caused all holy scriptures to be written and that we should hopefully hear them, learn them, read them, mark them, and inwardly digest them. That's a really excellent way of understanding Scripture. Scripture is really meant for our consumption, to get in us and to work on us and to change us from the inside. And today we hear a really interesting gospel lesson. This gospel lesson from the Gospel of Mark is often referred to as the little apocalypse, which I think is kind of funny. It's not the big apocalypse, it's the little apocalypse, where Jesus begins to talk about the stuff that has to happen in order for the world to be remade. You know, we often like to think of life as something comfortable and consistent and stable, and we prefer to do everything that we can to keep things predictable. And yet what Jesus is saying is that sometimes that predictability gets in the way and that the world is in its essence unpredictable. And yet God is there and God is present and God can take all that stuff that hits us in the face and sideswipes us and causes us alarm and turn it into something good. The gospel lesson that we just heard from Jesus, he begins by explaining that some stuff that isn't supposed to happen will happen. If we think about the lesson that we just heard, Jesus walks through and says that the buildings are going to fall down. That's not supposed to happen. Buildings are supposed to be strong and stable. It's the same way. Oceans are not supposed to rise up and crash into cities. We're not supposed to have earthquakes that swallow people. But those things happen. Those scary things can happen. We know they can. We see them happening in our world. Jesus gets at the feeling of loss and pain and heartbreak that we all know. Every one of us is touched by some kind of loss. And when that happens, we can begin to wonder what God has planned. And that wondering can begin to put us in a place where we can be susceptible, where we can be tempted by promises that the world makes about the way life should be. Jesus really takes this opportunity to warn his disciples that when he's gone, they should resist being led astray. Jesus knows that he's not going to be around much longer. In this point in Mark's gospel, Jesus has done most of his healing and his teaching, and he knows that very soon, in fact, the next chapter, Jesus is going to be arrested and tried and crucified. And so he's saying to his followers this last moment, this last big address that he has with his disciples, that he's not going to be here much longer, but that God will be with them, that they are called to keep the faith, and not to be led astray. Now that leading astray bit is something I think we all can understand as well. How often do we find ourselves a little afraid of what's going on in the world? Not everything in the world is feel good. Not everything in the world leaves us happy or hopeful. And if we're not careful, we can find that we too are susceptible to what I might just simply call fear-mongering. 
that people use opportunities to poke at what might scare us and then make a promise about how they can help keep us from being afraid, keep us from being hurt, keep us from feeling broken. And typically, when someone says that to us, they're trying to build walls or fences or separate us or actually make other people feel like they're less than human. And we, if we're not careful, can fall for it. We can hear that kind of fear-mongering and forget that God is always with us and that God is always present and that God is always turning bad into good and instead put our faith in the things of this world that will at some point fall apart. Jesus in this story, in this moment, is really talking about the essence of salvation. And salvation is one of those ideas that we as Episcopalians kind of like. I mean, it sounds good, right? Salvation, that's good. But to talk about being saved gives us a little tingle because that feels a little evangelical. And yet Jesus is really poking at this idea of being saved that is not some kind of magic moment where you say the right words and all is well, but is a process, is a way of life is a choice every day to go toward God, to go toward the truth, to resist what we hear in the world that can lead us astray and choose again and again the truth of God, to choose again and again Jesus' way of love. That is the kind of process that saves us, not from some magical fantasy, but saves us from the fear that can control us if we are not careful. I read an article a few months ago where a woman was talking about her experience with one of her closest friends who had gotten ill and what it was like to watch her go through this process of treatment that is never easy. And she writes as part of the article that this friend of mine, a brilliant young scholar, was stricken with cancer, and over the course of several years, came close to dying three different times. But after extensive treatment, both radiation and chemotherapy, came the welcome remission. Now, her prognosis was uncertain at best, but she was again able to teach and to write, and she said, I'd never want to go back. Talking to her department chair, she said, now I know what each morning means, and I am so grateful just to be alive. And this older woman, the chair of her department, said, you know, we've been through so much together in the last few years, and the young woman who at this point had survived her first round of cancer smiled and said, yes, and hasn't it been such a blessing? It's amazing when we go through the really hard stuff, and we come out the other side reeling that we've been given a sort of gift. And it's not the kind of gift we ever hope to get. It's not the kind of gift we wish for, but it is a gift nonetheless. Now you may have heard me say this a number of times. I'm fond of saying that God does not plan our pain. God never plans 
to have us go through something difficult. God does not decide to give us cancer or cause a loved one to have a heart attack. God does not destroy cities with hurricanes. It's not the way God works. But God can turn the hard, painful stuff into a blessing. When the struggle of life causes us to go down, our faithfulness holds us together and moves us toward a deeper place. The pain can often make us aware of God's true strength. And it is that strength that really sustains us. It's that strength upon which we put our faith can get us through to the point where we know that we are truly blessed. And see, that gets us to why we do this. Why we come together as a church is to remind each other when we go through the hard stuff that God is with us, that we are sustained, that love is a real thing, and that every experience we have can be turned into a blessing both for us and for the world. That's the light of Christ within us, is hope that we never give up. Hope that everything we go through can ultimately be a gift to this world. Hope that fear will never control us. Fear is one of those human reactions to a scary world, but fear is not the faithful response to God's love. Fear is a moment, and fear is what we all hope to put down, such that our lives can be examples to everyone around us of what God hopes for this world. Now this week is Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays because we get a chance to be around the people we love the most in this world, and others too. You know it's true. <laughs> oh, goodness. Thanksgiving is an opportunity for us to remember why we are truly grateful. And not the kind of shallow gratitude, but the deep, real, true gratitude that God is with us, that God turns anything in our lives into something good when our faithfulness holds us true. There's no getting around that this world can be scary. But Jesus reminds us today that nothing of this world, nothing of this world will last. It is God who is eternal. God's love and light and hope that is eternal. We come here today to remember why we are grateful. And it is out of that gratitude, when we share love together, that we can actually go and change the world. Happy Thanksgiving. Amen.